Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five transfer portal questions I have. Feel free to jump in or not, whatever you want to do. Uh, but um, these are just some some of the transfer portal things that are still going on when it comes to some of the bigger names. What and are bigger... those? That's the portal. Oh. That's where you like. You don't know this, Smokey, because like you've never been in. A, you've never been in a transfer portal, yeah. but but when you get to go in it, that's what it looks like. All right, that's a very well done, Emery. I just had to be. <laughs> yeah, he focused. loves that logo. He loves it. He loves that 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 yeah. logo. He's it's it's his favorite. Number five. Will Evan Stewart take another visit? He's been to Oregon and he's been kind of he's been very quiet. It's been very quiet around him, but he's been to Oregon, and I kind of think that that. Uh, he's someone who who probably mapped this out a little bit tighter than than a lot of people did. But he was he visited there. This would be a tremendous fit for him. And of course, anywhere is a good fit for Evan Stewart because uh, he's such a good player. But uh, for what they're trying to do and and having him there with Dylan Gabriel and then uh, Dante Moore for a year would be very exciting. Uh, I would think so. Evan Stewart's. Is he going to do that? Is he going to go to USC? Is he going to go uh, to to LSU or some of these other places that might be in the mix? I don't know, but I'm curious to see if he does or if Oregon's just probably locked him up right now. Number four, how much money does Liberty have? We knew they had a lot, but uh, Caden Salter going back to Liberty was a bit of a shocker for me because I thought he was going to try to get uh, you know that that big Power Five or even SEC check and and go and play for Hugh Hugh Freeze. Sub question: um, What does Auburn do at quarterback right now? Because the options for them are starting to dry up, and I I'm sure that Hugh Freeze thought he had a really good shot at Caden Salter when he left, but clearly Caden Salter's changed his mind to go back and play another year for Jamie Chadwell at Liberty, which I do think had to come with some. Uh, uh, you know, financial guarantees from Liberty people, but that was a, a bit of a shocker over the weekend to see Caden Salter uh, withdraw his name from the portal. Yeah, I think there's probably something at play that we don't know about. I yeah. mean, for him to just abruptly, he was in there for like a week, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he didn't that, I don't know. It felt like he was barely in the portal whatsoever, so maybe the market wasn't what we thought it would be for him. And what did I say last week? And I, I don't know this to be true at all, but I, I said the one thing that I do wonder about him is if there's any questions it's that they played a really light schedule. Yeah. But, you know, he had the talent. It's not like he suddenly was like some star player. Like, he was a four-star guy coming out of high school, but he also had some issues at Tennessee. And I just wonder, is that something that scares people off? Or is it just something, you know, is it something that people are unsure about? I don't know. But it's not like he was just like some stud, no questions whatsoever. Boom, he's in the portal. Like, I could see where there's some teams that might go, you know what? Like, maybe it was the competition, or maybe we don't trust the off the field yet, or maybe, you know, and so I don't know what it was ultimately, but he was not in there for very long, and I can only think that that means either Liberty ponied up and gave a huge NIL deal or something, or maybe there wasn't the interest level that I assumed that there probably would be for a guy who originally went to Tennessee and then had a, a pretty stellar year for Liberty this past season, so... 
not quite sure. Maybe I'll find that in a couple nights because I think he's going to be at the banquet that I go to as, as one of the finalists there. Um, but, yeah, I was surprised to see this, and I'm, I'm very interested to know what kind of interest there was in Caden Salter uh, in the transfer portal for as brief a stay as he had. While you brought that up, Craig, the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose Award banquet is coming up on Wednesday night. Caden Salter, Jonathan Brooks, Jalen Milrow, and Ollie Gordon are the four, I believe, that will and be there's in there's a fifth that you're missing that now I can't think of it. Uh, Ollie Gordon, Jalen Miller. Oh, Gente. Uh, Ashton Gente from, yeah, from uh, Boise, Boise State. State. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's a tough uh, tough class to, to, mm-hmm. to try to pick out who's going to win. Uh, they're all, all very deserving. Number three, how big of a school is Quinshawn Judkins looking for? Craig and I, Smokey, talked about this last week and that Hillers Ole Miss is going for it. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they, they just got Diego Pounds, as a matter of fact, out of the transfer portal, a left tackle from North Carolina, really good player, uh, coming there. And so, they're going for it, but apparently Quinshawn Judkins thought, well, I'm going to go for it myself. He visited Ohio State this weekend. He was there. So that would kind of like fit what we were talking about, Craig, in if you're not going to stay at Ole Miss when they're clearly outlaying a bunch of NIL funds and, and being, getting aggressive to get guys in there, um, you know, how big are you shooting for? Ohio State, something like that. But, yes, Quinshawn Judkins at Ohio State, I wonder where else he visits, if anywhere, uh, in, in looking for that. But this is a dude uh who is when it comes to the transfer portal is surefire a, a a fit for anyone as as it can be the second leading rusher in the sec the first player since herschel walker to rush for 15 touchdowns in each of his first two seasons mm. so uh this is a stud uh, now that could be that is going somewhere else. But uh, we were curious as to how big of a spot he was looking for, bigger than Ole Miss and what they're doing. Obviously, they've not won the SEC, so he's he's going big. And Ohio State's the first stop on his on his journey. Yeah, and I, I want to make mention too. I don't think I mentioned it with Salter. Is like one of the rumors that was out there was that they didn't have his degree, which mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I don't know. So, yeah. like I said a moment ago, I just want to throw that in there in the mix as well. It could be a variety of different reasons for why, but mm-hmm. I am curious to know which which one it is for why Salter jumped back in the portal. But that's why he apparently may not have ended up at Auburn. Who the heck really knows yeah. though? Uh, but with Judkins. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's not many options. Uh, Ohio State would certainly check that box, though. I mean, there are plenty of schools that are bigger, better, badder, more historic than Ole Miss. Not a ton, but there are more than a few. But the combination of what you would think that they would have NIL-wise, the ability to play in the SEC and just finish out your career where you started it, uh, knowing you're going to be a major focal point, knowing they're retooling and spending at the wazoo to get your defense better, to help make you better and be a national championship contender. I mean, how many spots offer all those different things? And there's not many, but Ohio State is certainly one that can offer you uh, all that and and then some. So, yeah, I I could see that, but there's not – much longer of a list you go like what's a true step up from the situation you're in so yeah that would make some sense number two uh this is maybe more of a, a miami question for anything but what happens if tylua tug does not get his year six which I, I mean i'm i have no reason to believe that he won't i mean i do what, it's the fact but, that he played in too many games yeah Eventually, i just don't they need to say enough is enough but but again like <coughs> but they Paul, keep trying and Paul, they keep losing but, Paul, if they do that, that opens up the door for everybody yeah. that played in five games. Yeah. So, like, how many people do you think redshirted 
uh, or didn't redshirt because they played in. So that's that's I get what you're saying. They don't do anything. They never, but they do. We just don't ever give them credit when they do, and it's so few and far between that we just don't even realize it because it gets drowned out by all the things they don't do uh, with the NCAA. But if you say, you know what, you did play over the redshirt threshold, and it wasn't because of anything other than really mismanagement as much as anything. He shouldn't have played in the fifth game. If you're going to cite that and Alabama's giving you the support, okay. But I just think that that opens Pandora's box of like, well, where does it stop then? Because this guy could say, well, I was at this school and I played in five games, and I should now deserve a, a bonus year. And then everybody who played in five games deserves a bonus year. Now, maybe that's five guys across the country for all I know. Maybe that's not that big of a deal, but I just think that would be a really bad precedent to set. But then again, it's the NCAA, and I know that's I, where you're coming from, so I, I get it. I just it's like it's almost like they were going to say you couldn't transfer a second time. Remember that, like two or three weeks ago, and then I, hell, no, you can transfer and you can transfer again next year. I, I understand what Craig's saying because it's true. Somebody, but I, I get there has to be a line, to but seal like, the damn deal, and yeah. here's the end line here. Yeah, there, I mean there does, but like again, if if they buy his argument. You know, and Alabama and Maryland are clearly supporting him in this. No. You I, know, like, that's the other p- thing is that, you know, like, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, if he doesn't get year six, I guess the other part of it is, all right, well, then what's the next lawsuit? I don't think he's really going to die on that hill. He'll yeah. just go to the NFL. But, like, you know. It's a rule, though. Like, yeah. it's a rule. You played in four or less. And, like, let's not act like they, they – it's a bad rule, too. It's like yeah. you, you had this rule come into play a few years ago where you can get freshmen or whoever into the game and still maintain their red shirt. So now we're just going to throw that to the wayside? Like, I mean, yeah, where does it stop where – no, you actually can't do this. I mean, yeah. there's got to be something where there's not a fight over it or eventually the, the player gets their way. And I'm all for the player getting their ways in a lot of these topics because it was long overdue. But, like, damn, man, rules are rules yeah. eventually. And you have to, like, you know, force them. So, yeah, if they if they do give him a year six because they're like, well, it's not your fault, it's the staff's fault, then I, I, you know, maybe I'm overblowing it and there's two guys that would be able to, to then claim they need a waiver to get their year back, but it just seems like it'd be a bad bad thing to walk back. Yeah, I'm still, like, wondering in Alabama's thing when he got to that fifth game and he's like, well, we like to take the knee. You're like, no, exactly. have anybody saw, else do it. I saw an article say, well, technically he played – no, he didn't ten- – he played in five games. Yeah. He played in five games, whether it was for a play or it was a dozen – he played no technically about it, and it's not technically the rule. No, the rule is you play in four or less, and you maintain your red shirt. And he played in five, and so that's what I was saying on Friday of, like, who was the staffer at Alabama, or was the staff idea that, well, he's not going to be here for four years anyways. He's going to be in the NFL, so let him play, and, and the red shirt won't matter in the long run. I don't know, but that was that was uh, fumbled by whoever was in charge of the eligibility decisions there, whether it be – you know, he himself or whether it was the Alabama staff. But, uh, yeah, in hindsight, being 2020, they screwed that up. Yeah, this is really bad. But I, I was going to say this about Miami, but I guess I already have their answer in Reese Poffenbarger. So. Not if he's available. <laughs> not if he's <laughs> yeah, available. Know, but uh, if he's not, then, that, you know, they've at least done what they set out to do, which is get a transfer quarterback. Yeah. And one with interesting potential, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, they got to the FCS semis. Mm-hmm. He had nice numbers. Uh, I don't think he's the, the, the next Cam Ward. No. Um, but I know somebody in the chat pointed out took took Cam a couple of years. He was very good in his first year too. Yeah. He was very good in his first year. But yeah, I, I I don't know. That's 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 a very interesting question here and a very interesting ruling. But it would appear 
that Miami's at least somewhat addressed it, if not all the way addressed it. But, yeah, if a guy like Tonga Viola becomes available, then I think, hey, Reese, uh, yeah. we have a little competition this spring, or, yeah. or maybe there's somebody else we're not thinking he, of. He's only going to be here for a year. Hope you're here longer than that. No, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, yeah, there you go. And number one. Malachi Nelson to Boise. This one, look, and great for Boise to get a guy who is the number one or number two quarterback on everybody's boards. But, um, and, and you know, I, uh, Gary and I were talking about this when I got in today. Um, you know, sometimes, and I don't know if this is true for Malachi Nelson because he grew up in L.A., but sometimes, you know, like that vibe isn't for you and you find out it's not and you want to go someplace that's maybe a little more personal and, and, and localized. Uh, and, and Boise State is certainly that. I mean, it's not certainly, um, you know, uh, USC. It's not Los Angeles. It's not Los <laughs> Angeles by any stretch of the imagination. And look, um, you know, Randy Johnson didn't like pitching in New York. You know, it just wasn't his vibe. It didn't make him any less of a player or anything like that. It was just... You know, he didn't like pitching at Yankee Stadium. It didn't work out well for him there. And uh, maybe Malachi Nelson just wanted something different than the bright lights of USC. Uh, but it's still really surprising that, you know, this is a dude who's a five-star quarterback and number one or number two overall prospect in the country and then winds up at Boise State a year later. Uh, still kind of surprising, but great for Boise State to get a guy that's this talented. Well, uh, the first thing I'll say is, you know what else is great? is a guaranteed starting quarterback job. Yeah. That's really great, too. And after USC's bowl game, I don't think that that was necessarily in the cards for Malachi Nelson. Yeah. Based on their depth chart this year, it wasn't. So I think that that speaks to um, the appeal as much as anything else does with uh, with him. But, yeah, I mean, that's a really good get. Uh, he's from Los Alamitos, so I don't know how that stacks up in terms of, you know, towns and, and how big that is compared to, to – you know, Boise and all of that, but I, I think it's as much that, you know, you've got a, a, a job availability there and, and a really good program. Uh, not sure about all his relationships behind the scenes and things that work there, but it was surprising to see him move so quickly just from an outside observer point of view and land at Boise State when the thought obviously immediately goes to, all right, well, what other pack or Big Ten or SEC school is he going to end up going to being such a formerly highly rated guy but uh, yeah that was a surprise to see Boise and, and I guess the biggest surprise was to see how quickly it moved but a great get for the Broncos they got a new staff and uh, and a new era kicking off with a pretty big time player and the, the highest rated guy they've ever had in that program's history so there will be some uh, some fun things to watch out there in Idaho for uh, the Broncos. All right so in 40 minutes or so the kickoff in Houston NRG Washington and Michigan, Washington's last national title was in 1991 with Don James, who passed away about a decade ago, an unbelievably successful uh, head coach there. Steve Entman was a part of the Heisman Trophy race. He was fourth to Desmond Howard. And then also Michigan in 97, uh, not not Desmond Howard, uh, Charles Woodson, I think it was, 97, Michigan winning, splitting it with Nebraska with Desmond Howard winning the Heisman Trophy. So, Paul, you think Washington? I'm taking Washington. Greg Washington. I'm not one of those that likes to be different to be different, but I just, for whatever reason, and we could could find out pretty quickly, but I'll take Michigan just feel like it's in my gut. Uh, Also, good luck to our good friend Dave Softy-Mahler. He is eating up. He's a huge fan that does a talk show in Houston, uh, Seattle, who's in Houston, and he is just, he could not even contain himself earlier, and that's hard for him to do anytime. Garrett Ross, thank you very much. We should have the latest and last of the Texas Beef House Pick'em Contest winners after tonight's game. 
between the Wolverines and the Huskies. For Emery Winter and Jack McKenzie, for our great sponsors, back again tomorrow. I'm David Smoke. For Craig and Paul, good night, 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.